You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning. Welcome to the Vineyard. My name's Rick. I'm pastor here. It's good to have you with us. We're in an Advent series called The Beautiful Invitations that God the Father invites us to during this Advent season. And the invitation to peace is just amazing. You know, when, when you think of Advent peace, you know, you, when, when we do the, the candles, the Advent wreath, the second one, peace, is, is often depicted as the warmth that Joseph and Mary found in Bethlehem at the stable. But that's not just the, the only peace. We have the angels crying out, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace toward men on whom his favor rests. And so we have peace there. It it can be cosmic, it can be very personal, it can be husband and wife and child, it can be all sorts of things. And as, as we look at peace today, I want you to just open your heart and your mind and allow the Holy Spirit to bring peace to you in whatever form and fashion he wants to. Remember, you have a beautiful invitation to receive his peace today. In the Greek, it's arene. The peace, it means the the absence of strife, the absence of disturbances, the absence of war. Shalom in the Hebrew. Shalom, sometimes I think because of of the hippie generation, we think, oh, shalom is peace, peace. Like, peace, man, peace, peace, you know? No, 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 no. The shalom is so much more than that. It's it's definitely the the absence of conflict, but it's the presence of healing, saving presence, the, the grace the wonder of the presence of the Lord himself. So we see that we go from day-to-day living and, and we might not even be aware that the Lord's inviting us into an invitation to receive his peace as we're going about our day. God is. Can we hear it? How do we RSVP to the Holy Spirit? I'd like peace today. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Especially if, if you're getting a little bit disturbed because of the holiday pressures that are upon us. Mm-hmm. So today we're looking at peace, and today I, I am looking at it from Joseph's perspective. As we find in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, you know, it's talking about how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. And it starts right to the point. We miss the angel, we miss, we just get the facts. And the facts, because Matthew's kind of showing it from Joseph's perspective. Here, there is an engagement. Joseph and Mary are now legally engaged. Now, engagement in that culture was different than our culture. Uh, In our culture, engagements get broken 
quite frequently. Matter of fact, they say you usually get engaged two times before you finally meet the right one. That wasn't the case with Deb and I. Of course, we started dating at 12. So, <clears throat> you know, it didn't happen that way. And I know some others that it didn't happen that way. But here, Mary and Joseph are engaged, which is a legally binding covenant that's just like marriage, only without any sexual intimacy involved. And it usually goes for the duration of a year. So it's really interesting. I think, I think God's people had something really good here. If you take sex off the table and you're together for a year, you begin to build emotional intimacy you begin to understand and know when the, the sexual forces are not operating, well, they're operating, but they're being suppressed. They're, they're being uh, delayed. And as that's taking place, it's an opportunity for them to even grow even closer. So here we have, Mary becomes pregnant. Joseph knows it's not his. Joseph's a righteous man. He knows that he has honored the covenant of his culture and has not had sexual relationships with Mary. So he knows the baby's not his. Yet she's pregnant. Oh my, what's he gonna do? Well, he's righteous, but he also cares for Mary. They've been in this relationship for some time now. So he's thinking, what I need to do is not bring her to public disgrace and shame. It's already gonna be more di difficult for her than he could ever imagine. So he's gonna divorce her quietly. He's not gonna make a spectacle of her. He's gonna divorce her quietly. So that's where we pick up the reading today. But, oh, I love divine conjunctions. But, after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we invite your Holy Spirit to come and to teach us. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive the good news of the gospel of Jesus. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've been spending a lot of time this week just meditating from Joseph's perspective of, of what it was like when he first got the news that Mary was pregnant. 
he'd known her all his, probably all his life in the same village. And he knew what kind of girl she was. And so this isn't making sense. Can you imagine the devastation when, when you think you know someone and then something like this happens and emotionally within the relationship, the damage that's done, the sense of betrayal, the heartbreak. I mean, his world is turned upside down and he doesn't know what to do. He wants to honor God, but he also is a man and he has a reputation in the community and he is beside himself. What is he going to do? The covenant has been violated and there's like a major life shift in his life. And yet he comes, I believe, to peace. We're gonna look at the supernatural peace, I believe, that the Lord gave to Joseph. We get peace in a lot of different ways. Invitations to peace can come through a letter. I don't know if you've ever got a letter and all of a sudden when you receive the letter, it just brought peace to you. You read it, maybe it was an announcement, maybe it was a, a, an act of repentance. Maybe somebody wrote a repentance letter to you and it just blessed you. But it was the means of, of how your peace came, it arrived in the mail. It could come through a, a conversation. Somebody comes up and they're looking and they're very intentional and they say, you know, I want to apologize for my behavior or I want you to know that your exclusion was accidental. We would love for you to come or whatever, but it can be face to face and, and with the use of, of the tongue, the words. It could be in a text message. I do not recommend, I don't recommend text message as a means of, of releasing peace to someone. But sometimes you know that they're just so disturbed that the fastest thing you can do is just fire off a text. And so you do, and peace comes. But none of those are gonna work with Joseph because his peace that he needs is not a little bit of peace. His whole world has changed. His reality has, has been completely disintegrated. And so what kind of peace, what kind of invitation, what kind of instrument does God use he sends an angel. Hmm. It worked for Mary. And here it comes to Joseph. So Joseph's in a dream, and the angel of the Lord comes to him. And what happens? This is, this is like heavy-duty peace. When you get an angel show up in your sleep or in your awake time, and an angel of the Lord shows up, guess what? It's important. And it's probably because you need serious peace. And so here he comes. And here's what the angel of the Lord says. Joseph, son of David, the very first thing. God knows me. He sees me. He knows who I am. He knows me by name. Just as Gabriel came to Mary and said, Mary, just as Jesus spoke to Mary in the garden after the resurrection, Mary, we find that God knows our name. And God spoke to Joseph. 
He not, only know, he not only knew his name, but he knew who he was. He was the son of David. He was in the ancestral line of King David. And then the thing that they always love to say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. But <clears throat> this don't be afraid is, is a little different than the don't be afraid because there in a, a physical conscious moment, an angel just appears and it scares everyone. No, this is in a dream, and he says, don't be afraid. And the direction not to fear has to do with Mary. Don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Take her home. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Did he understand that? Did Mary understand that? She's experiencing it, but I don't know if she's ever been able to wrap her head around it. But here Joseph is facing a similar dilemma. The conception was not by another human being. It was by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. Wow. No ultrasound used here. No jelly on the belly. Mm -mm. We find, wow, God already knows what's happening. It's like he's, we are becoming instruments in his divine plan. And you, Joseph, are to give him the name Jesus. Jesus. Because... He will save his people from their sins. He is a savior. Jesus, Yeshua, is the savior. God saves. And then the angel in the dream goes on to help him understand. He says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. Hmm. So here's an Old Testament prophecy that is being fulfilled in this moment. <laughs> and Joseph is getting an understanding that's beyond a seminary degree. He's getting it straight from the heart of the Father. So what's he do? Well, typical male, he woke up. That's always good. I don't know if you've been in some kind of dreams. You know, there are certain kind of dreams that you just don't want to wake up to. You just want to stay in those dreams. They're just so wonderful. But here, he wakes up. I think I would have liked to stay in there and, and had a little more chit-chat with the angel and get a few more details and understand how are we going to do this first trimester? How are we going to work through the second trimester? What's going to happen with the third trimester? You know, could, could we have a little more insight? But he woke up. And then he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He was obedient. Hmm. He took Mary home as his wife. He had no union. They did not have any sexual relationship. 
until the baby was born. And she gave birth to a son, and Joseph gave him the name Jesus. Wow. Can you imagine the shift in Joseph's heart before this angelic dream where he was totally devastated and now God has come to him in such a way as that there has been a change. There was a change when he found out Mary was pregnant. Now there's a change when he founds out that the Holy Spirit is involved and that this is God's plan of salvation for everyone. And they are participants. They have the honor. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine when Joseph went up to Mary and said, okay, I get it. I don't get all of it, but the Lord has told me that I, I need to continue in this relationship and we're gonna get married. Here now, Joseph and Mary have truth from heaven the truth of God about what's taking place and no one else on the planet knows. The prophets have prophesied it, but they're living it and nobody knows. Can you imagine the, the kind of conversations? I wonder if it took a while before Joseph was able to really engage fully back into a restored relationship with Mary. But I think in the midst of it, over the next months, as the baby develops and everything that goes on, and as they go through the cultural stigma of their time, they know the truth. They only have each other. They have the words of the angel. And I believe they have the presence of God, his peace. And so now they're able to build on their relationship. I don't know about you, but my imagination can just really go off on some of the conversations that they have. Conversations that they have like, yeah, Martha really went after me today in the marketplace. Yeah, I know, honey, but we know the Holy Spirit is the Father. We know that you are carrying the Savior you are carrying Jesus. And that this is something so spectacular and so incredible that there's no way that we can contain it. And so all they have is the two of them to share. The Lord said this, go back to relive this. What's happening here? How are we gonna approach that? And realizing all along that everything shifts because of peace. The peace that passes understanding. I don't know if you've had that kind of encounter with peace. I've had it several times. I had a dream. And in my dream, at the time I'm a sophomore in high school, not sophomore, sophomore, three syllables in sophomore. And as I'm Getting, as I go through just a normal day of school, they announce and they, they have these names come and we have to go down to the office. And we know we're not in trouble because all the ones that 
were announced were, were, were the good kids. So we, we, we weren't worried about that. When we got there, they said at two o'clock, we're having a convocation. Now, mind you, there's 1,250 students in my class alone at Southport High School, 1970. That's a long time ago, back when dinosaurs. <clears throat> and we're going to have to give a speech as we have been chosen to run for different offices. And it's like, oh my stars. But I remembered I had a dream in the summer. I had a dream in the summer and now it's the fall. And the Holy Spirit reminded me and I remember in that dream, I'm standing on this stage, which I've never been on, at this podium, and I'm speaking, and I know what I'm gonna say, because I've already said it in a dream. And I was like, oh. now I don't know about you, but I get a little excited when I have to speak in front of a bunch of people, especially as a sophomore in high school. But the Lord had given me a dream and I had supernatural peace. And I was just as smooth as butter because I knew that the Lord had already prepared me. Wow. I'm teaching in Costa Rica and I'm teaching on the contemplative life of emotionally healthy spirituality and my translator says this stuff will not fly. Everything that you've prepared doesn't work with this culture. Now on a normal day, I'd have been freaked out. I'd have been totally freaked out. But when I woke up that morning, the peace of the presence of the Lord was on me and I knew the Lord had this. And my translator, who thought it would not fly, was amazed how wonderfully it flew. The peace changes everything. In the midst of our anxiety, our disruptions, it really brings in something that is beyond what we could have ever imagined. So here we have the power of God's peace to heal a heart that has been devastated, that has been crushed, that was inconsolable, the power and the precision of peace. So I believe God is inviting all of us into peace today. He wants to bring us into a measure of peace specifically tailored for whatever anxiety producing situation you are in or you are going to be in that's gonna come across your path. He wants to invite you to come into his peace. So I was praying about this. I just asked him, Lord, is there, is there somebody here that's, that's really struggling with, with peace? Something like, and I had the strangest, I, I'm starting to realize that when I have strange thoughts, oftentimes they're the Lord. This may or may not be the Lord. But I had this, this sense as I was waiting on the Lord today that somebody was, was a little anxious about a song. I don't know if they're gonna sing it. As I, as I stayed into it, I thought, is there some anxiety about singing maybe? Or, I don't know. 
And then I thought, maybe it's writing. Maybe somebody's anxious about the, the wording, the lyrics of the song that they're writing. And I, I sensed that the Lord was just saying, I will bring the words to them and they will realize it because my peace will accompany the lyrics. So if that's you, bless you. I don't know everybody here and who writes and who doesn't write. I know Mike writes. I, I don't know who else does. But the Lord wants to bring peace to us. So let's just open our hands and gently <laughs> pray. Come Holy Spirit, help me to know your peace right now. Notice what comes to your mind or who comes to your mind. Notice where your mind is settling. Notice any resistance that comes up in relationship to this peace. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to remind us of this peace and revisit this process as often as we have time and remember. Thank you for your peace, Lord. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus and he says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he, for he is our peace. In verse 17 he says, and Jesus came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. You know, this whole thing about a relationship with God is all founded on faith. It's from faith at the very beginning of Christ. You have to believe that Mary's pregnancy was supernatural. And for a lot of human beings, they don't have faith to believe that. And you have to have faith to believe that Jesus was raised on the third day. Hmm. And so there's supernatural faith involved at the beginning of Jesus's life and at the end of Jesus's life. And so I don't know where your faith level is today, but I wanna encourage you to act upon the faith that you have. If it's just a little mustard seed faith, do something about it. Take a step. Tell someone, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to believe. Would you pray with me? Do something about it. Because folks, we don't always have an opportunity where God's presence and his spirit falls in such a way as to foster faith, as to inspire faith, as to release faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
I trust this morning you've heard the word of God. Hear, act, believe. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love. I thank you for these precious people here today. I know that your heart is so filled with joy. You love each and every one. I pray that you would release your peace in a profound way today. And that as we share around the fellowship of a dinner, of a time of fellowship, I pray, Lord, that peace would be released in great power today. May we act upon the faith that has been released from heaven to earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.